This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And now we have a treat for sports fans everywhere. It's really important that professional athletes learn what uh, to say and how to deliver their message. We've got a great first half. Make sure you keep the ball doing the work. We're still looking to get it in the wide areas. First of all, it's the correct stadium design, but also the correct pitch construction. And that clash, that rivalry comes together with that traditional white blocked against that more modern contemporary neon color. All these events live on the programme. We'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by our highly professional team. Grandstand starts now on BFM 89.9. Hi there. Thanks for joining me again, Ross, on another episode of Grandstand. We try and bring you an alternative view of sport from the people in the sport or in today's case, a couple of people who work within sport. On this episode of Grandstand, we look at TV sports presenters. Now, we're going to get a male and a female perspective on the job, and we shall begin immediately with probably one of the best-known female presenters on television today. She graces our screens on Astro Arena Daily. Welcome to the show, Edlin Ismail. I don't think, thanks Ross, first of all, for having me. I don't think I'm like the best, but um, I think I'm the oldest. I'm like ancient, so I've been here forever. Um, I've always, always, always loved sports. And and the thing is, um, I was also into entertainment before I decided to join sports. But the thing is, I love sports and it's not something where I just thought that, oh, you know what, this is a good career move because not many females are in there and everything. I generally love sports, uh, football, badminton, whatever it now, is. I, I know you come from a, a, a background where a lot of your family members are in entertainment and yes. stuff like that. So it, it was a natural progression for you. Um, but was it presenting? Did you want to do radio or TV from the start? No, I was um, into production. I was in, I used to work in production houses. So I used to do like producing, editing, writing scripts and stuff. And then suddenly there was an opportunity to be in front of the camera. But I was, I was doing news and after that I moved to entertainment. Then um, ESPN came knocking and it was spots. And I was like, you know what, I can do this because it's, it's natural. I don't have to study. I don't have to do research. I just, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But it was not easy at first. How, yeah. do you, how do you prepare yourself to be in front of the camera? Is there a ritual? Um, no, there's no ritual. First of all, usually I need to be zen when I'm doing hair and makeup. I think that's the most important thing. When you are not comfortable, because that's your me time before you, before you put on a show in front of the camera. So I guess when that is a good zen time, you are calm. And I think you just got to be in your right mind and know what, you're going to be talking about like you're going to know your subject like very very well mm. and yeah because I tried winging it a couple of times and <laughs> oh, I kind of feel yeah, yeah. You, you cover like sports news so you do a whole variety of sports there must be sports you're not into I mean what did you worry about what if I give the score out the wrong way cricket <laughs> I'm sorry, I have I nothing against that. cricket, but it's I cricket. just, it's hard for me to, you know. And then there's, um, there's golf, but then I kind of fell in love with it. At first, it was, it was golf, uh, because it kind of looked boring, but when you actually understand it, it's so... It's brilliant. It's yeah, brilliant, yeah. And, and the skills they have. Um, there's no particular sport that I don't like. Okay. But, 
yeah, it, it it grows on you. Some of it just has to grow on you, you know. Like, yeah. I I I know you're a football fan. I know you're a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, when you wait, when say a Liverpool legend comes over to Malaysia, do you gush even more when you're interviewing someone? You're so into interviewing. Yes, but um, I try to cover it well. <laughs> <laughs> I cover it like so well. Like um, I try not to. Yeah, I interviewed uh, Risa, I think, a couple of months ago, earlier this year, and um, I just tried to just put on that cool. And but in my heart, I was like, I can't believe you played here, you played there. You know all these things. Yeah, without you always to tattoos. Yeah, without like that. that. Yeah, but yeah. but um, yeah, but you just. It, Professionalism still, comes with this, right? But like, you're still a fan inside, right? Yes, of course I'm a fan inside. <laughs> so, uh, tell us about your, your, your first break. You, you say you started news. How did that come about? And then how did sports come about? Um, I don't know how that came about. I guess because we were such a small team in ATV and everybody was just multitasking. I was a broadcast journalist and then they were like, you know what, I think you're okay in front of the camera. Like, you can do... I tried to studio and then and then I started there. Then after that, we had a bit of a readjustment uh, from news, and then I moved to entertainment, and I did the ATV quickie for a while. Mm-hmm. It was really enjoyable. I love doing that. But then sports came, and I've always, even when I was with the Media Prima, uh, I used to do a lot for the Euros back then. Yeah. So it's always been there, but I was yearning to do more. But opportunity was just not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then opportunity came. And and now with. Sea games coming up. Oh. You expect to be really, really busy. Right? <laughs> I expect to not have a life you, for uh, the next two weeks. Are you going to be studio bound? Or do you go out on site? I think we're gonna. Um, there's a lot of things we're going to be on site. We're going to be in studio. We're going to be doing the live shows as well because it's going to be constantly like you know. Because Sea Games, it's so a uh, um, lo- lot of medals come in daily. Like when I went uh, to Singapore two years back, it's like almost every hour a gold medal will appear from the Malaysian team or even any other you know. And, and sometimes it's record breaking and stuff. So it's really you always got to be on your toes. This is going to be a tiring, tiring time, but it's exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how do how, how how do you relax then? In in your spare time, what do you do? Do you have pets? Do you play sports? <laughs> <laughs> um, I play badminton sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah, but like really badly. <laughs> but it's really just for fun. Uh, I hang out a lot with my friends uh, when I have the opportunity, or when I'm really absolutely lazy, I'm just gonna like binge watching Netflix. And that's all I do. <laughs> so glad to hear you're just a normal human being. I am so normal. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. And sometimes I'm just so sick and tired of sports too. So that's when I just watch like entertainment shows or even no-brainer shows like reality shows mm-hmm. just to yeah, Absolutely. not think. Yeah. But but when so when you watch other sports programs, do you instantly watch it? Watch a presenter style. Yes. Say? Yeah. Yeah, it's an automatic thing. It, it is now. Isn't it, it is 100%. <laughs> yeah. It is it's it's because it's also um they're not competitors I would say but, but it, it, you can take it that way too but it's more like oh maybe I should you know present it. It gives you ideas as well or or you might cringe and you're like oh I better not do it I, that I way. Won't yeah. Do that, yeah. Definitely. So it's yeah. it's definitely it's good reference. Uh, do, is that was there an idol uh, someone you looked up to when you started in this business? Colette Wong. She's my idol, like, and I know her, and yeah, we used to yeah. work together. She's a and really nice person. Oh my god, well. she's a nice person as well. And 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 when I was learning, I was asking her all all kinds of questions. And when I look at her present, I was in the studio and she was uh, doing her show, and I just like all that confidence and that, and that her being so natural. Which she really, she's she's my idol. She's my number one. There's no one else that can take a place. Brilliant. <laughs> so okay, young girls, young boys listening to this now, wanting to get into broadcasting. 
what's the first step you think? Okay, they 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 school school say they're at college now. They're listening to this. What do you think a young kid should do? What 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 kind of what should they be studying? How did they get into this line? As a host, um, I think yeah, obviously they'll be they'll have to study like mass communications or broadcasting or something like that. But I don't know technically what they'll be studying. But if they really like into it, I honestly feel that when you when you want to be in front of the camera, you gotta be there for the right reasons and not so much for fame. It's because you know it's 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 the love. For the sports and that you believe in yourself, um, that you know that I can do this, I can deliver. Fame comes naturally when you are sincere, when you're honest on camera, and you're believable, and people want to watch you constantly. That's when fame comes. So they should not go in with the whole idea. I'm, I want to be famous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know I, this is a woman with what twenty, twenty one, twenty two thousand followers on Instagram. <laughs> It, it follow, um, you do, you didn't set out to think I'm, I'm going to get twenty two thousand followers. No, I'm not into like followers at yeah, all. Exactly. You but just yeah, do what you do, right? I just do what I do. I post what I want. But but I think it's um, the, the followers come just because they see me on TV all the time, and then sometimes they even ask like, oh, um, at like who do you who are you supporting this you know and stuff. So it's nice because you can interact with them. But yeah, no, I'm not out there for like followers. So is there a favorite sport? What what would you? Like to do all the time, or do you like covering a whole load of different sports? Um, I would um, covering a whole lot of different sports was kind of what we did um, when uh, we went to Rio for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I can it's interesting, but it can also be quite um, overwhelming. It's in, face, right? it's in your face, and you got to get your facts right and stuff. It's not just one particular sport, right? But if I had a choice, it'll be between football and badminton. That I would just, uh, I I wouldn't mind doing all the time. Yeah, not a lot of research needed. No, and 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 because your your you know your heart and soul is is basically there, and it's it's easy, it's easier, it's easier. I feel. <laughs> what? Where do you see yourself ten years from now? Oh, that's I hate questions like this. You know? <laughs> I honestly, do I? You know, I want to say YOLO. You live only once. Like you know, you live in a moment. No, that's that's just bun- no, bunch that's, of. That's it. Because you, you and me, we've kind of grown up. We, we've seen yeah. the in the industry. Yeah. We've kind of grown up now, and yeah, we're, we're, we're more the older side of the scale. Yes. So, do you think about it? Do you think in ten years I still want to be doing this, or do I want to have a boat and be diving around the world? What 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 what's your grand plan? Is in, there one? In ten years, I'll definitely be all wrinkled up, so I definitely. <laughs> Won't be on TV, but um, I know for sure that I still love production a lot. So I'm, and I'm really into documentaries. Like I love watching it. So I think the desire to produce uh, something to do with production, possibly documentaries, more like heartfelt ones, uh, even if it means sports or anything. Um, I think that's that's where that's where I see myself in maybe five to ten years time. Okay, now yeah. you've got this special football stroke badminton show that you're hosting. And you've got two special guests that you're bringing on. Anyone that you want to bring on from that field, from football, who would it be? Oh, why do you, why do, you do this to me now? Um, oh, my God. Badminton, I would actually want to bring Lindan. And He's super cool. Yeah, yeah. But football, are we talking local football, right? Uh, up to you. Okay, from local football, who would, who would be a good good person to chat to you think um i would say james wong because of I you know james. all the experiences and 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 you know what they've been through before and that was basically the golden moments 
of Malaysian uh, football. Uh, we've never, yeah. <laughs> really, you watch them? Yeah. Goosebumps, right? Even until now. So I would say, yeah. But it's not that I don't want to talk to Lee Chong Wei, but because I've spoken to Lee Chong Wei yeah, so many absolutely, times. Absolutely. But for Linda, this is so hard. Like you can't even like unless you can speak fluent Mandarin, then maybe you know. But yeah, I, I know you're a Liverpool fan. So which Liverpool legend would it be then that you'd want to talk to face to face? Oh, it has to be Gerard. It's just because he's never won anything apart from the Champions League, the Premier League, and he's he's been a he's he's like John Terry as well. He's just a one club man, like Totti as well, one club man, and but then he moved after that, and so yeah. It's Gerard. Brilliant stuff. Going back to your 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 daily work, uh, you you're human. You you drive to work. Maybe you get stuck in traffic. How do you just go from a bad mood to good mood because the camera's on? And you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know you, you've got your Zen makeup session before <laughs> that. But what if you 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 don't get it out of your head? That fool who cut you up and oh whatever, right? But if you're talking about me driving, right? Then it's BFM. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. You play good music, it's good topics, but it's true. I listen to BFM a lot. Um, but if not, it's just a switch that you have to. You know that, Ross, yeah, too, right? Yeah. It's just, it's a difference. It's just camera, but we're both broadcasting in different um, mediums. But you just got to switch off whatever that's on your mind. Like, I've, I actually had to go through ones where my mom was not well. And I had to go on air. And I was really worried, but... It was just half an hour, so I just put on a show for half an hour. And then after that, I just either bawl my eyes out. I think I rushed back to Ipoh. I can't remember, but you just got to be professional. I know. I, yeah. I, I remember when I, I was on air when the Twin Towers went down. Oh, wow. So I spoke to the first, the, the Malaysian on site. And he was like, it was, it's all dark here. There's smoke oh. everywhere. It's dust everywhere. And you really feel for them and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, I know, I know what you mean. You react kind of to the situation. Yeah. 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 Definitely. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would Adeline Smile be doing? Oh, that's a really good question. Honestly, Shopping. I think <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if I wasn't doing what I was doing now. I'll be more with um, charity work, especially with animals. I think I would somehow join some NGOs and and yeah, devote my time. I used to do that quite a bit now, uh, back in the day. But mm. I have not much time nowadays. So, but yeah, I would definitely be doing something to, you know, like give back to the society if I could. You cover Malaysian sports a lot in in your your daily uh, news updates and and all that and and you you know you and I love football you and I know the state of football mm-hmm. and all that it pains us to, that we're we're not maybe at a higher level than we should be especially the Malaysia Lebanon game it was so close and it was unbelievable but I have to say it, it was a loss it was a two one I know it's a it's a very slim it's still a loss but there's progress. You think so? I think there's progress and there's hope and there's a shimmer of of light there because Vingada just came in on the 25th of uh, the month. 25th May, yeah, I think he hardly came. Hardly any time. Hardly any time. And there was a lot of... Even with that short span of time, they they did perform well. Hmm. So you, you think uh, there's hope? I mean... I used to say when I started in broadcasting that all I wanted to do was see Malaysia get to a World Cup. Oh, even the Asian Cup. Well, this is it. I've now now changed it. (laughs) I'm Asian Cup. I'm happy with that. It's not easy to get there. Do you think we get there? I think we 
might you never know you never know but there's a North Korea game is the next one that's mm. a bit tricky as well with mm. the whole like back and forth back and back and forth postpone or postpone where they're playing and all that but if they can get their you know everything going and they gel well and stuff by the, if they can get a win then maybe yeah. you know yeah it's a big if but it is an if and, it's uh, an if and yeah. but it's not a really far off if no yeah no, I guess not okay uh, for, for badminton then um you and I know Lee Chong Wei, he's up there uh, <laughs> on the world stage. He's yeah. at a level where he can play the Lin Dance of the world. I'm worried that there isn't one close to Lee Chong Wei next. There's none. There really is none. The gap is so big. What's happening? You think people are stopping playing badminton? Is that what's going on? No, I just think that... Um, okay, so Miss Boon is back now with BM and that's such a good thing because We he, grew up watching him. Yeah, we grew up watching him. No, yes, I may not be you did. I grew okay. up watching Rashid. Okay, but yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Irregardless, he's, he's um, born and his relationship with Chong Wei is, is magnificent. It's, mm. it's, so, it's like father-son thing. And it's not just about Chong Wei because Chong Wei has got maybe a year, two more years left and he's definitely going to retire. But uh, Miss Boon's agenda is basically to, to groom another Chong Wei and that's his aim. And he basically groomed Chong Wei before Chong Wei was even Chong Wei. When that time, it was just Hafiz Hashim that was famous and Wong Chun Han. And Chong Wei was still like a budding uh, star but he found something in Chong Wei. And what I think needs to be done, it's not about... There's a lot of talented badminton players that we have. They just have to be that hungry. They have to be as hungry as Chong Wei to be as good as him. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a personal thing. Yeah, it's yeah? a personal thing. Uh, okay, brilliant. Um, uh, okay, let, let's end this by, um, I don't know, what should we ask you? What should we ask you? Gosh, I feel like I'm taking SPM <laughs> again. <laughs> so, okay, if you, could, if you could better one thing, sports-wise, in our country, which sport would you concentrate on and why? Diving. Um, but it's but really different. We're really good, but we yeah. just need to get rid of the Chinese divers. Dan Pandalela can get a goal because the Chinese divers are just flawless. No, if there would put be something in their drink, I <laughs> you know, right? I always <laughs> think of that. Um, no, diving's perfect actually. Um, it's it's it, I would still have to say football because we were so great ones, and I think this is baby steps for us to get there again. It's new. Uh, management, new, new, you know, new feel, new look, new chapter. Brilliant. Hopefully, the lovely Edlin Ismail from Astro Arena. I actually spoke to Edlin a while back, uh, a couple of weeks before the Sea Games, and uh, of course, since then, Malaysia have lost twice to North Korea, and Vingada has left this post. But the same problems remain. Hmm. Right, we are off to a break right now. When we return, we're going to be talking to a male TV sports presenter. More Grandstand coming right up on BFN 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. A view of sports from every angle. This is Grandstand. Welcome back to the show, the show that gives you an alternative view to sports. This week, we are looking at the world of sports TV presenters. Now, we heard from the lovely Edlin Ismail before the break. And now we chat to a guy you often see 
presenting to you and I the English Premier League every weekend and as well as the Champions League in midweek. Welcome to the show, Roshan Narayan. Would you believe that Edlin's husband is my daughter's godfather? I can actually believe that because I was at your wedding. That's true. I, I saw them all. And Adam was far better as a person than Edlin. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Edlin. Um, yeah, as you can tell, Roshan and Edlin both know each other. You've worked together, haven't you? Yes, we worked together on Bolad Mama. We are in the same building. She's from Astro Arena. I'm from Astro Supersport. She was there at the beginning of Arena. I was there at the beginning of Astro Supersport. So, yeah. So, okay. Adlin, Adlin's, Adlin does does her work in BM. That's true. Do do you? Do I you? do it in German, uh, occasionally <laughs> in French or Manglish at so, times. Okay, but that, that's a, do you? Would you? Do you wish you could do it in BM as well? Would that be? Would you be making a lot more money than you are right now? Yes, I would be. Uh, I, I think there's a uh, there's a massive uh, misunderstanding when uh, there's a lot of people looking on from the outside in. Oh, it's a f- yes, it is. It's a fantastic business, but a lot of people must understand that English, the market, in, uh, be it radio or TV, yeah. it's very limited yep, as yep, compared yep. to your Tamil, Malay, Absolutely. or Chinese. Absolutely. When I say Chinese, Mandarin or Cantonese, it's very, very limited. The English market. So, I'm very, very fortunate that I actually have a TV gig for the past seven years. You make a living. I a make a living. living. A very good living. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Not this year. Last year was better, but <laughs> just being honest, love. But you okay, know, well, yeah. all right, all right. How did you start then? We heard how Adeline started in the business. She comes from uh, a family who's who's in show business, so yeah. it was it was natural for her. Wasn't the case for you. You you went to university. Yeah. Where was it abroad? Right in yeah. India. I studied in India. My education was done in India. Uh, let me just put something to rest. I was born here in Malaysia, Asunta <laughs> Hospital. Yeah, He's I, not foreign. Yeah, I know. I get. I have an IC. I've got a passport. You know, proper, legitimate, unlike half of the footballers here. But moving on. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, educated over there because my, my mom and dad moved over. My late father moved mm-hmm, over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they wanted me to be educated over so there. So you did schooling there, what? Um, primary high school, sc- secondary school? No, just high school uh, school, and then uh, my pre-university. Mm-hmm. Uh, I graduated at 15 from school. Uh, my pre-university by what 17 in, What in? What did you graduate in? School is just basically everything under nah. the sun uh, Okay And then uh, Pre-university was physics, chemistry, maths and biology Would you believe it or not? Lovely And then uh, at 21 I had so my degree So you used it since right? There's the sun and it <laughs> rises in the west and sets in the south You know, one of those things I, I have an IT degree Would you believe it or no one I have a first class honours in IT All I know now is control all delete But I don't use that anymore because I have a Mac So it's just push one button yeah, switch on, switch off. If you ask Roshan, he'll just tell you to turn off the plug and turn it back on again and see if it works. What is this thing called the plug? <laughs> so, okay. So, you, you studied there. Yeah. How did you go from there back here? Because you, your family were living there. Yeah, I, I actually quite, I'm quite fortunate because uh, I'm very close to my mom's side of the family and her two sisters still live here. So, every uh, six months to a year, I used to come back here for my summer holidays or any vacation whatsoever. Uh, and I'm very close to my cousins as well. That's something I'm very, very fortunate to have because of my mom and her relationship with the sisters. I don't see them as cousins. They're like my older brothers or younger sister, stuff like that. So I always used to hang out with my cousin brothers because they're just a few years apart. My brother and I are eight years apart. He's oh, eight wow. years my senior, so there's a massive gap. Okay. So my two, are you close? Yeah, we're, we're close. We're, hello and goodbye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that uh, close. Yeah, we know, we're, we're close, but it's, it's just very different when you're eight yeah, years yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas um, my two cousins, uh, my two cousin brothers, 
they were the ones sneaking me into arcades. You know, we're just uh, pushing his my late so, uncle's okay. car out, trying to go get the hot dogs okay, and stuff. So you went from a studious life yep. in India where you were sensible and, and doing quite I'm well. I'm still quite sensible. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. And then you came back here and you basically went wild during your summer holidays. No, but you know, yeah, we went ahead the midnight run for ice creams near the Seven Eleven, the, the sneaker bars when it first you know came out, half chocolate, half ice cream. God bless that. Uh, then the Taman Paramount hot dogs. It used to be called the heart attack hot dogs. You know, for a reason. We used to have two or three. This is when your metabolic rate could just All right. disintegrate. So, so going back to my cousins, yes. Uh-huh. So one of them uh, happens to be in the business. His name, I mean, I still call him till today, Kirish Etta. That's his name. Reshmanu. Yeah, Reshmanu. Uh, Etta in my uh, mother tongue, Malayalam, means older brother. So that's installed. Till today, even if I'm in public or an event, I'll still call him Kirish Etta. It's very <laughs> just like, I, this one time I interviewed him. I was like, so, Kirish. <laughs> it's like Chinese calling the older one Koko. Ah, correct, like that. Exactly like that. It's manners. It's proper manners. And that's what respect is all about. So he was always into the first he was in a DJ first he was a DJ yeah, yeah, before yeah. that he was like carrying wires and also I always saw him and I was like wow this is really fun then he slowly got into singing and then he made it big after he got his degree as well similar to what I wanted to do so I saw him do this and I was always intrigued with that lifestyle because that really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. I, I found sitting in front of a computer. So all this time whilst you were intrigued, you were doing an IT degree. Yes. Oh, yeah? Correct. Yeah. So when he used to sing, I was the one carrying his clothes and stuff <laughs> like that. So I used to see all of this and I was like, wow, this is a really good lifestyle. Uh, and when I say lifestyle, it's a lot of fun as compared to sitting in front of a computer going like C, C++, HTML. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I, I was always, I mean, my mom would say this, my brother and I are poles apart. Like he would start, like he could sit hours upon hours studying, and he's a very, very one of the best doctors you'll ever meet. Look. Whereas I would like sit in the room for about twenty minutes and then go out, play football, or you know, do something, play hockey, basketball. So, so okay, so did your did your mum and dad look at you in a different light? As in the black sheep, <laughs> I was more of a brown <laughs> sheep. No, I know, I know, it's true. I mean, God bless them because uh, when my brother first moved out, uh, my mum said, you know, the house was still the same because it's quiet. But when I moved out of the house, it was like total dead because I was breaking stuff. I'm not lying to you. This is the honest truth. When I was really young, I watched a movie and then. I saw this guy doing a bit of a prayer in front of these, you know, in, in, in the prayer room. Uh-huh. So I lit up the incense sticks, not knowing that I have to put the damn thing out. So I really, you know, burnt the altar room to a crisp. <laughs> and luckily there was guests. And I remember my dad saying like, oh, you think you're going to be safe? Wait till they leave. So stuff like that. So my mom always would say like, I was like climbing the roof, jumping from one house to another. So, Believe it or not, flying kites was a thing. I used yes, to fly kites. I, I, I and it was a lot of fun. Kite. Yeah, yeah. No. So followed him, did, uh, just did all the whole thing. I was a part of the groupies. Whenever you were back here. Yeah. So I would just yeah. follow him and I, 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 I really enjoyed it. There was, a, there was a vibe. Like, for example, I used to go to a club, not because of the, you know, God bless the happy juice and whatever and the women, but I love the energy. Yep. I, it, I know exactly what I you can't mean. I describe it. There was yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was this life yeah. there. Okay. So you were attracted by this lifestyle. You were doing IT yeah. as as your 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 course of choice. Mm, in of course, because that's what I wanted so to do. So you did that. You kept the family happy. This is typical Asian yeah. upbringing, right? You, yep. you you do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But it's not what you really want to do. Correct. I didn't want to do it, but I I knew when I was about 1920 when I enrolled into the IT, I knew the only way I could follow my dreams is to first make sure and God bless my parents because they wanted me to have some sort of stability yeah, and a degree yeah, yeah. back then. And you can't blame me. You yeah. understand that, right? Yeah, I'm a parent as exactly. well. I'll do the same thing. So 
I knew the only way I could follow my dreams is to make sure that they know that I've, I know how to work a computer, get the degree, give them that, and said, okay, now it's time for me to follow my dreams. So I was going to come back here and enroll myself into a particular university in Cyberjaya. And my cousin brother said, no, there is no point going studying. You learn from the ground up. You will work in the crew. As in, so I became the guy carrying, similar to what he did, carrying the wires, setting up uh, the C-stands in so production in Planet Films. How did you okay this with your mom and dad? Um... <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. For anybody who wants to say, I want to follow my dreams, the first thing you need to do is move out of your house. <laughs> move out of your parents' house. That helps. Yeah, that no, helps that helps. Because you can't be a guy like, oh, I want to do this, but then go back to your mom and dad's house for shelter. You either go f- full on or don't be this loser. I, so, I, I can't stand these people who say, I want to follow my dreams. At the end of the day, go back to my house. Okay, so you left India. You got your qualifications. Yep. Your mom and dad were still staying there at the They're time. They still stayed there. And you came back here. You started working with your cousin. No, because uh, he's in the music industry mm-hmm. and he was uh, quite established by then. He said, uh, you go to a production house and you learn. Because I told him okay. that I like you okay. know, writing stuff. This is what I used to do back in India and here. Whenever I saw a commercial and I didn't like it, I rewrote it. <laughs> so then one of these house parties, which I, I followed. I know is the word they use. Correct, yes. Because <laughs> I thought it can be done better. So one of these things uh, was like... My cousin brother doesn't drink, so I used to drink on his behalf. So we went to the, one of these house parties, and uh, I got to know this guy by the name of Eddie Lim. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Lim is now with uh, an Astro, mm-hmm. uh, and he's God bless him. So I, he just said, what do you like to do? And this is me with my long hair, black nails, and stuff like that, right? <laughs> so I said, I like to write. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah. So he said, okay, you know what? Send me a scripts. We exchanged emails. Mm-hmm. When I say we exchanged, I took it down on a paper and pen, yeah? There was, I had the Nokia 3310 back then, if you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, the battery was three days. and Proper it was still... phone. That was a good phone. So we exchanged emails, and he said, you know what? Send me a script. So I sent him my first script about uh, this guy being stranded on an island and stuff like that. It was a, it was a, a mobile drink. Uh, not mobile drink, but it was a mobile ad, a commercial for Connection. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, he said, bro, uh, no, you can't do this, because mine was like, what, 72 pages long? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was like three pages. But he said, so he took it upon himself to send me stuff and taught me how to write. And that's why till today, I'll always pay it forward because he said pay it forward when someone else comes along. So that's how I... So slowly... So that's how you started so, in the industry. Yeah, so I started writing and then at the same time, I was doing production. Um, my cousin was very close to this guy called I. Claudius who's a director. He's based both in Indonesia and here mm-hmm. when we were working in plant film. So normally when you enter production, you normally are a production assistant. Yeah. I became the assistant director's assistant. Ooh. So what he would do is he was like, okay, Roshan, this is a commercial I have in my mind. Take all these magazines, look for the color, the scope, the scheme, the feel. And he gave me these little, what, what do you think those things? You stick on the page? What's it called? Uh, post-its. Uh, post-its, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go there. I would take five, six things and he'd go through everything. At the end of these five magazines, he'd have like only three pages marked. Yeah, yeah. I had marked every other thing thinking, you know, this is what I want. So that's when I learned and... Th- so that's how I learned how to get into the business. And it's hard work. Huh? Let me tell you, all you little buggers who want to start now. <laughs> I used to work, say, for example, on a particular project. I would get paid only on the day of shoot, not on the days where I did pre-production. Just production, I got paid. So I would work. I, I remember three months straight. I worked three months straight, Sunday to Sunday. And then my uncle one day pulled me aside and said, listen, Roshan, you're working like an absolute donkey. It's time for you to make money. Because I would barely see anyone. Yep. My last one, uh, my last production shoot was um, Sony Walkman Australia. And let me tell you, 
if you want to know how hard this business is, you you get into production. I did not sleep for about two days. And this is what happens when you don't sleep. First, your mind shuts down. Your body's still working. Then it, your mind comes back in. But then your body shuts down. And then comes that one part where both shut down and you're struggling. <laughs> and it, and this is why I will always respect the crew regardless of what their status because is in life. Because they get it done. Even the cleaning yeah, lady. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was brought up to respect. Yeah, no yeah. matter who they are, you respect them. They took care of me and they realized I wasn't getting paid much. So the, the runners, the guys who go you mm-hmm, know, get stuff mm-hmm. or the crew would feel bad or sad for me. And they ended up buying lunch or whatever for me and started feeding me stuff. Brilliant. So, so that's how I, that is why till today, if you want to start in this business, you respect the people that work with you, the crew. They are the best thing that will ever happen to you. Excellent stuff. Right, we are going to leave it there. Short break. When we come back, we're going to find out how Roshan actually got into Astro, present EPL to you and me and everybody, and uh, who he likes and doesn't like. <laughs> That's next. This is Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. Sit back, talk sports, and play ball. This is Grandstand. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Are you listening to this right now through your BFM app, may I ask? Well, if you haven't got it yet, you know you can download it from the App Store or from Google Play and you will never ever miss your favourite BFM show again. Did I mention that it's free? Now you know. Back to the show we go. We continue our look at sports TV presenters and our chat with Roshan from Astro Supersport. We got to the point where you'd completed your studies, you've come back to KL from India and you were enamoured by the life your DJ cousin was leading. So yeah, after production, because uh, my cousin brother got me the start there, uh, I took part in this uh, reality contest on Fly FM. It was called Flydel back in 2006. Uh, I didn't win. I finished in the top 10. I didn't get to the final five. And I, at that point in time, I was this broken. This is a competition looking for a radio DJ. Correct, yes. And this is when uh, the KLI studio of Fly FM yep, was the best yep, thing in yep. the world. So um, I didn't win and I was really crushed because I didn't know what to tell my mom, my dad, my uncle as well, who, and my family as well, who were very, very supportive because I was like, bugger, that was my opportunity. And I thought to myself, I wasn't good enough. But we moved forward and... Um, on the day of the where they were presenting all the checks and the winner was going to be announced, um, I got my check and I was walking out. And then this guy by the name of Andrew Fonseca and Howard, who was my ex-station mm-hmm, manager, mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew pulled me aside and said, listen, bro, I know you didn't win, but would you like to try something? I said, what is it? Um, he said, why don't you try news? Now, when this was going on, I was in the lovely world of public relations. Mm-hmm. FCUK, my life. <laughs> Do you know how... Nicely put. Yeah. I have so much respect for anybody in the world of public relations because you have no idea how stressful it is. So after production, I joined Ogilvy PR. Okay. And uh, I did uh, the Nestle sales convention for three months. So every two weeks, I was... uh, Every two days, I was traveling the country and that was physically... So when this break (sighs) with Fly FM came along, you thought, yes. Yes. No, let me tell you about PR, how difficult it is. (laughs) But you know what? I don't think we have enough time. But God bless anybody in PR... I did that because I had to pay bills. Yep, yep, yep. I did that because I wanted to stay back because my late uncle said, listen, if you don't get a proper job, you're coming home. You're going back. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's a challenge put forward. I said, you know what, let's do it. Got this job in PR, did it for a year and a half. And my, I, I can tell you, 
I have got nothing but respect for people in public relations. So, Fly FM came about. I started off news. I took a pay cut of 800 ringgit. So, you read the news yeah, but very, Fly FM? Very badly. I, I need copies of this. I was with Fly Guy, your best we, friend. We need to get this. Fly, are you listening? Yeah, so, I mean, I was the guy who went then. I will remember Fly Guy for one thing. My first day, he took me out for breakfast at Harrods in KLA. And I told Fly, <laughs> I can't afford this. He said, no, this is on me. And he realized that I wasn't get paid enough. So remember, this is back in the day before Uber and Grab. Yep, yep, yep. 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., you have to pay double for taxi. And, and, and let me just remind the listeners, Fly FM in those days were situated in KLIA. Yeah. Yeah, the airport. So I had to pay 20 ringgit instead of 10 ringgit to get a taxi to KL Central before I had a car because I was broke. At- so that you could get a train to KLIA. Which I had to pay for the train. So I was literally paying to go to work. So Fly heard about this and he said at that point in time they had a deal with Kale Express. The That's t- right, yep. The so he took out this set of tickets and he said, Roshan, here you go. I drive. I'm, 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 I'm driving, you take these tickets. And I wanted to cry, you know. <laughs> so that saved you a bunch of You have dollars. no idea. No, but this is Fly guy. You have no idea. If you are in the business, even people from back then will say, you know, God bless everyone who's in radio right now. But this was Fly guy. He's like the, the gods of yeah, like one yeah, of the yeah. radios. Likewise with yourself, Ross. So. He, well, he's revered. And, and yeah. I, I've known him and he for a long time. He's me, a really nice guy. He gave me these tickets without even thinking twice. Then later on, once his tickets ran out, the deal was I'd get to the station by myself and I used to drive him back. Aww. So he'll drop me. I mean, I'll drive. He'll sleep in the car. Let's put it straight. Yeah. <laughs> so he slept. I drove. And then... So it worked on. for a while. Yeah, it worked for a while. So you were on radio. Yeah, in radio, doing news. But I wanted to be uh, a lot more. I mm-hmm. had bigger dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then went in for an audition to Mix FM. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd get it. Uh, then I got called again. He said, And I remember Anu being my station manager said, you didn't think we're going to call you back? I said, nope, not a chance in hell. She's like, okay, come over, try it again. Got a job on Mix for three years. And during the three years... It was an entertaining ride. I'll put it that way. Wait for <laughs> my book. Put, yeah, sir. Yeah, you know? put. Uh, I'll still say this. If you want to learn what format... I don't know about how Astro is right now radio-wise, but yep. if you want to know what format radio is, yep. you go to Astro Radio. And, and, and let, let me tell you, all radio is formatted. No matter what anyone tells you, radio is formatted. It's just how you format but it. BFM is different. Let's move no, on. No, yeah? it's still formatted. So, did that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, okay. So, you're at AMP. Now, AMP obviously has links to Astro. So, that's how you got started. Correct. So, what happened was, I was at an event. The Jambulani was being launched. The World Cup. The World Cup ball. ball. So, the girl who was in charge of a particular sports brand uh, invited me uh, to this event. And then my ex-colleague, Jay Menon, who was on Astro Supersport, said, Roshan, I've lost my voice. Where are you? Where are you? So I said, I'm at this event. Oh, she's like, oh my God, I'm at this event. Can you cover for me? I was like, <laughs> I didn't think twice. So I went there, covered cover the whole Did thing. Did the event? I emceed it, basically. No, not emceed it. I covered it for Supersport okay. on her behalf. Okay. And I didn't even know I was going to get paid. So then my ex-boss, Jason Dacey, saw it and said, listen, I'm going to go away for about a month. Can you come and cover for me on 442? I said, Jason, I have no, absolutely no knowledge about how to work on TV. And this is before prompters. This is before anything. All these babies now, are, <laughs> never mind, on TV right now got prompters. I never had a prompter. I didn't old have training. School, man. Old they threw school. me at the deep end. And I remember my biggest... So how many years have you done television? Seven now? years. And I remember my biggest point is when I tried to present like Jason. And one day I stopped during recording. I said, I can't do this. This is not me. Mm-hmm. 
So I've for the past seven years, win lose or whatever I've done it's it my way. Style. Yeah, it's after seven years where I've really gotten it right. But I'm very very fortunate so, to be there. Okay, so fast forward a, a lot now. You with Astro Super Sport, you, we we see you. Yeah. We see you doing the weekend TV. We see you doing the Champions League. There must be difficult guests, right? They're very difficult guests. Um, They're all ex-players. They're all like mostly English. And I mean, first of all, what, how, how do they like the gig here? They do. I think a lot of them who come over here are very business-centric. So they stop over at Doha because B in sports is there. Do that, come over here. They might go down to Indonesia, Australia. Yeah, okay. So they're smart that way. And when I mean difficult, I mean, there's only one guy who was a real pain in the ass to work with. Uh, not with me, but more with management who like said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> you know, and God bless him because when I was in the studio with him, he was good with me and he joked around, but I never knew this happened. And it's only I found out later, but generally they're all very, very easy to work with. I'll, I'll still say till today, and I'm very, very fortunate over the past seven years to have worked with so many people cover the World Cup. In Brazil, absolutely. I was coming to that. I mean, not only. I mean, so I mean, with with covering football, which you actually like, I love. You, you get sent to World Cups. I mean, we've seen you at Old Trafford pitch side, and talking to, to mm. ex players, and and I mean, that's the dream job, right? That's the dream job. But I think a lot of people from the, like I said, outside looking in, would not have realized the amount of hardship I had to go through because. If you want me to be extremely honest, when I broke into the industry, Jason, yes, took a risk on me. But at that point in time, I was the only, how do I put this, brown brother on regional TV. And it's a very difficult market to break into. Okay, so so people listening to this now, yeah. kids, yeah. 15, 16, yeah. 17 years old, listening to this now, think they, they want to do this in, 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 in their life. Um, how do they get started? What should they do? You Why think? did you cut me off with the whole brown brother incident, bro? <laughs> It's the, that's reality, yeah? Anyone listening, that is a massive reality in this business. Whether you like it or not, that's yeah, how the yeah, game is brotherhood. played. Yeah, brotherhood. It's hard for the brotherhood, but never mind. So, yeah. So, how would someone get started? It's in easier it? now, Ross. It's, you know it's easier right now. You've got social media. You've got YouTube. You are spoiled for choices. When I started, there was nothing. I started off as a part-time reporter, part-time guest on a show. Fourth choice on football overload, <laughs> replacement on Bolad Mamak, and I'm very proud to say I made those two shows mine. Yep. yep. I, I was given the Champions League from day one, so that was basically my baby. Uh, Premier League as well. First it was Jason, then Adam, and then myself. So it was never easy for me. It's still not easy for me. But now, you, looking at your life now, today, yeah. you, you don't want to do anything else, right? You're happy. I'm very happy, but... Uh, I think the most important thing for anybody in any form of work or life, you've got to evolve with the business. Digital marketing or digital content is now the key. Uh, that's what I've ventured for. I've directed my own uh, TV show recently, uh, produced it as well. Uh, prior to that, I did a cooking show with the help of a friend. I've started my own sports website yep. uh, with my business yep, yep, partner, yep. Vijay, on, uh, who is also the biggest guru. I, I've learned a lot of, lot of stuff from Vijay. So you've got your hand in many pies. You have to in this line of work. Yeah. Because from the very beginning, I said the English market is so limited in Malaysia. Yeah. It's either news or sports. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you, you, you've survived in, in Malaysia where predominantly it's Bahasa Melayu. Yep. That, that's the, the main language. Correct. And, and brilliant stuff. We have actually... Run out of really? time. This is why I said I wanted my own show, Ross. <laughs> Edlin, you talk too much. 
Bring me back. Well, no, no, no. Never mind. I, I, you have been listening to Grandstand. We have been focusing on TV presenters. And I'd like to thank Adeline Ismail and Roshan Narayan. Chase your dreams no matter how difficult it is. Words of wisdom from the man. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. That's it. We are out of time for this edition of Grandstand. Uh, once again, many thanks to both my guests to Adeline Ismail and to Roshan Narayan. And of course, thanks to you guys for listening. Do tune in next week for more Grandstand. Tune in next week for more Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.